Hello, I'm Evelyn Santoro, and thank you for joining us on Talking Independence. Today, we have Andrew Fraser, convener of the Queensland Council branch of the Australian Republic Movement. Andrew is a former journalist who was Queensland Bureau Chief of a national newspaper and a member of the Federal Parliamentary Press Gallery during the Hawke-Keating era. He was a political advisor and speechwriter to several Queensland governments as well. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Lovely to be here. I'd love to chat a bit about you first and your experiences and how they've shaped your Republican views. I graduated from Queensland University about 40 years ago, showing my great age. Um, at, uh, at university, I was fairly involved with progressive politics, if I may put it that way. Um, and um, in some ways, uh, the Republic was an extension of that. At Queensland University, for example, I was editor of the student paper. Uh, a lively person called Anna Bly was, Anna Bly was women's rights vice president. A guy called Paul Lucas, who went on to become Anna's deputy as Queensland Premier, he was treasurer. Um, so we had a pretty, uh, it was a pretty, pretty highly charged political area. Um, these people have remained. Specifically, I think independence always struck me as a, um, you know, something really to aim for. My parents were conservative people. Uh, they were both active members of the Liberal Party. They were both monarchists, uh, but they were also extremely tolerant people. They encouraged us to think widely. They were completely unsurprised when um, uh, I went down the path that I that I did. Both of my brothers are strong Republicans as well, as are my sons. And um, to fast forward the 40 years, 35 years, whatever, I'll, I'll go back to it. How I actually got involved in the movement was through my son, uh, who um, uh, lives in Sydney. He's an insolvency accountant. I think he looked at dad's career as a journalist and speechwriter and thought, that's a role model to avoid. And he was involved with the Republic movement. And I thought, that seems like something good. I'd stopped working full time at that point. And I thought, I look for something to be involved with. And I thought, that seems a pretty good thing, thing to be involved with. After finishing university, I went to Canberra. I did my cadetship on the Canberra Times, which was, uh, which was wonderful. Um, that gave me access to working at Parliament House. I had the year doing the standard cadetship, but then I had several years um, in there during the Hawke-Keating era. I came back to Queensland in 1990 with a wife and two young children. And then I worked most of the 1990s as a press secretary in the, the government of Wayne Goss. Uh, which was interesting. None of us really knew what to do when we first came in, except having Kevin Rudd's five-year plans put out in front of us all the time. But um, that was fascinating, learning how to. It also gave me a good insight into, into all of Queensland. You need to know Queensland's the most decentralised state. You had to pay a fair bit of attention to what was happening in Cairns, Townsville and Mackay, for example. So that, that was through that era. My wife has multiple sclerosis and went to live in a nursing home um, and I had two then young children um, so I went somewhere where the hours were a bit more flexible and that was journalism so I went back to the Australian um, I, I worked for the, the Australian in Brisbane and I did 
I did a bit of politics, I did finance, I did property, I did general, I did sort of everything. I finished up um, uh, twice as chief. I was Brisbane, I was because as it was called, Brisbane Chief of Staff, which was an interesting, another again, interesting peers. And then I came back several years later. Uh, I, I did that for a few years, and then went back into reporting. Then I went back into that position, but by that stage, it was Queensland editor. So the, the point is, working in government and having that brief, that is being able to look over all of Queensland, which is what I had to do on the Australian. If there was a particularly, well, you know, I, um, I'll give you an example that in, in, in Mackay, they got 600 millimetres of rain in an hour. Now, Mackay's too far from Brisbane. We had someone in Cairns that you had to cover it remotely. You had to be, you had to get across those sorts of things. That's in some ways equipped me pretty well for this, the, the, those two experiences have equipped me pretty well for this role. I understand the importance of regional Queensland. The other thing, however, without, I don't want to make too much of that because um, if I may quote John Howard here authoritatively, as John Howard said, uh, um, oh God, 10 years ago or something, he said, the, the greatest change in Australia in his time in politics was the rise of Southeast Queensland. And it's, Brisbane's grown a lot. More to the point, the Golden Sunshine Coasts have grown a lot. Um, but you've now got, it's still not as big as Sydney and Melbourne, but if you take not just Brisbane, but Southeast Queensland, that's a substantial, um, substantial pack. Having said that, those towns of Cairns, Townsville, Rockhampton, Mackay, etc., um, are vitally important. We have a representative. We have a mem one member of the Queensland Committee who's based in Cairns um, and another in Rockhampton. We've recently set up a Gold Coast um, uh, operation branch, um, and I want to set ones up in Sunshine Coast and Townsville. Mm -hmm. so explain a little bit how you got involved with the Queensland Branch Council. Look, when I joined, quite frankly, the branch was pretty inactive. And um, the first thing, I think three of us who were involved met at the pub and the Pineapple Hotel and said, right, what are we, what are we going to do? We've got to do it. And, they, and the other two guys said, well, you know, can you do it? Okay. So that's how I sort of became convener. My first act was to make the branch legal. That meant having to sign up all sorts of um, people very quickly, which I managed to do. The first act in Queensland was to, um, you know, was to actually actually get a branch going. I'll give a bit of background here, is that in the 1999, and I'm sorry, bear with me, I'll just ruminate a little on Queensland politics. Of course, we had Joe Bielke-Peterson for years and years. Um, I left Queensland because of him. Queensland got a reputation for being politically conservative. I think since Joe left, or the Nationals left in 89, there's only been two terms that haven't been Labor governments. So they've, um, they've, they've all been fairly conservative Labor governments as well. To get specifically onto the subject of the Republic, in 1999, Queensland had the worst result. 37.5% yes. I think probably the main reason was that it was actually seen as a trendy lefty Sydney Melbourne thing. 
and it wasn't helped at all through the main opposition within the Republic supporters, that is the direct electionists, were based in, in Queensland, and they, and they still are. Um, they had a large amount of money from the trust of Clem Jones, a former Lord Mayor of Brisbane, and they still have, have that. And that's a, that's a factor that we've got to be very conscious of. Um, uh, it wasn't helped also by having the then Premier, Peter Beatty, who proclaimed that whilst a strong Republican, he favoured direct election as well. So all of, the, all of those factors were all working, working against. Fast forward 20 years, what's changed? Um, there's roughly a million extra voters on the electoral roll in pure numbers. The other thing is a good deal of those people who voted no last time, uh, I'll put this diplomatically, no longer in a position to vote. So I'm actually optimistic uh, about Queensland. Queensland has more people in favour than against a republic, but there's a large amount of undecideds. Of course, we need a very strong Brisbane presence, but we also need to have that strong regional presence. Um, now, recently, we've set up, we've got a Gold Coast branch. I went up to Rockhampton earlier in the year to see the excellent Benjamin T. Jones, who's the author of this time, the definitive work on the Republic. Ben, um, Ben's a young academic. Basically, he's from Sydney, did his PhD in Canberra. His first teaching job is at, um, is at Rockhampton. So we have him based in central Queensland. We have a excellent man in Cairns. I went up to Cairns on a holiday, I will freely admit. And um, it was during COVID lockdown when we couldn't really leave. So instead of going south to Sydney and Melbourne for holidays, as I tended to towards the second half of the year, I was forced to holiday in Cairns and Port Douglas, which I have to tell you, wasn't that bad. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, beautiful. Uh, in the course of that, I um, arranged an email to be sent out to Cairns members, and I met, met several of them. One of them in particular, Tony Constance, I asked him to stand for the Queensland Committee. Tony, he um, he's a former school principal he's a good deal of a good deal of cans has been you know knows who he is through there he played football in cans he's just he's well known in the communities the area that i've working very hard on is the sunshine coast um the sunshine coast um it's interesting the member for fairfax ted o'brien who knocked off Clive Palmer, for which he has a nation's thanks. Uh, he, um, he was CEO of the Republic movement back in about 2005. Right. And, um, and I knew him reasonably well from, from when I was a journalist. And I, anyway, I don't know, it was up the coast and, you know, let's have coffee. So, we, you know, we ended up having lunch and he said, um, and I said, well, buddy, pal, you know, you're our man. Can you be our man at the Sunshine Coast? And he, and, and I don't criticise him at all for this, he, he said, look, he said, I'll get flogged in the branches. You know, the branches are very, we have monarchists here. And, and I know what he means. There are very few people who are actual monarchists who believe that the best way to run Australia is to have a head of state as the head of the royal family on the other side of the world. But you have on the Sunshine Coast, a lot of people who've retired there from Western Queensland, um, in there who 
who are quite conservative. You have a lot of young people who, um, I will sound like a grumpy old, old man here, they're more concerned with how the surf's breaking than the Republic. So, um, so we need to get that cohort uh, on side. In Rockhampton, in Cairns. What I, what I did last year was send out emails to individual areas, was send one to Cairns, Townsville, Mackay, Rockhampton, Bundaberg and Wide Bay, Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, Toowoomba and Western Queensland. And I basically said, we're looking for people to become champions of the Republic. I've got some interest interest out of that. People respond a lot more if you if if their phone goes off and it's, you know, hi, it's Andrew Fraser here under Queensland Convener of the Republic Movement. How are you doing? You know, do you want to do, you know, blah, 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 do you want to have a coffee? And being champions, that's that's a fantastic way of describing it. What sorts of activities are going on at the moment in Queensland or things that might be coming up that people can get involved with? Well, we've, we've, got, um, we've got a far more regular plan of outreaches, and that's people, you know, local people that um, come along. I try to plan them around Brisbane between, I guess, the inner and the outer city. The inner city is low-hanging fruit. Pretty well everyone says, hey, you know, great to see you. Well, you know, we, we get members out of it, so, that, so that's fine. You go to Ipswich and to Logan, and life's tough. People walk past you. These are the areas where Australian elections are decided, out, out in those outer, outer, outer suburbs. So, as I say, I try to shake it up between, um, you know, New Farm, Ashgrove, these sort of areas in inner city Brisbane, and Redcliffe, Ipswich, and Logan. What else we've got coming up? We um, we had start to do some planning for this, but it will be a wonderful um, event if it can come off, which is in Townsville, which is a garrison city. Townsville it has a large military contingent. A former head of the ARM was former Major General Mike Keating. So we want Mike Keating to go to Townsville to give the lecture on how being a military man may be a Republican. And I think doing it in Townsville is, is a way ahead. The other thing, we, um, we used to have an annual seminar um, in which in pre-COVID days, everyone came into Brisbane. Then when COVID came in and travel became a lot uh, uh, tighter, the miracle of Zoom presented itself. We did one, I was going to say last year, it must be the year before now, um, on how to select the head of state. Um, we had one speaker for direct election, one speaker for parliamentary appointment, and Ben Jones, who was the, uh, the hybrid man. That was online. We want to do that again online. I think we're, we're working on the theme of why now. Somewhat obviously, Ben T. Jones, who wrote the book this time, is going to be it's going to be one speaker. But I think, but we're also we, we have members. We we're also trying to think a bit broadly about that, thinking of people outside of the actual movement. Um, uh, there's oh, I shouldn't mention his name, but anyway, a well-known Brisbane novelist who who is a is a Republican, but who has health issues. Uh, so. Um, it's, it's people like that. Um, uh, see if we can't drag some of the old musos. Cooper, the 
former guitarist in the Saints. There was a healthy debate for many years about what was the best band to come out of Brisbane in the 70s, the Saints or the Go-Betweens. And there's, um, they're, still, they're, they're still kicking over in Brisbane. We want to get guys like that, a couple of sports people, you know, they, they, they never, go, never go astray. Well, um, if you need a muso, we just did a podcast episode with Paulie Stewart, who's uh, in Melbourne, but okay. travels, travels often to, he's actually going up to the Gold Coast. Um, so I'll connect you up with him because he's a very passionate um, ARM member. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, so, that's good. That's great. That'd be yeah, great. Yeah, and if he listens to the podcast, but he's probably saying, Dylan's giving me more work to do now. It's really great to hear your activities in terms of bringing new people along. So being able to sit, sit in markets, sit with people that don't know anything about the Republic movements, but also having these education sessions and talking with our current members, right? And having these sessions on Zoom going, well, let's discuss what does it mean to have a direct election and what does it mean not to? And, and then having someone like Ben going, well, how about a hybrid model and and th this is the sort of thing that keeps our membership engaged as well not not only are we bringing new people along but we're also supporting each other in this journey i think that's a very important point evelyn let me probably my observation is having been around a few years now is we actually don't have that much trouble getting new members i'll just tell you a little on the queensland committee at the moment we've got some interesting some interesting people we have two people under 30, which I'm very happy about. Davis Hughes, um, Isaac McSwan. The interesting thing is Isaac's a um, member of the Liberal Party. Davis is a member of the Labor Party. They get on very well, and I'm, I'm very happy about that. I think independence is a vital thing. I've actually for years been advocating we change the name from the Australian Republic movement to the Australian Independence Movement, because I think that I think that resonates a lot more with, with, with young people in particular. Um, and why I like it is that the response to it, I, I, I think you you see how your opponents were portrayed and I have no difficulty imagining John Howard or Tony Abbott saying, but we're already independent. And you say, well, we are. We're culturally, socially, politically independent, but we're not legally. So why don't we just, why don't we just yes. align that, that and do that? My vision there, there, there for Australia is as a strong, independent, multicultural country in the Asia Pacific region, uh, in Europe, in particular Britain, from which many um, people came from, but but also I think as a citizen, I guess of the of the world, there Australia has the big advantage. There is a country that's well engaged with the rest of the world, but also a little bit separate because I think we can be. Thank you so much, Andrew. Look, it's been great to hear about what's happening in the Sunshine State, as well as your many years with the ARM and your fabulous grassroots activities. Listeners, to find out more, you can visit the ARM website on republic.org.au. And thank you for being part of the conversation. Thanks again, Andrew. Thanks very much, then, Evelyn.